0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode. If you are new here, then please... I would love it if you could please pause this episode and go leave a five-star rating and review. It helps this podcast out so much, and I will be eternally grateful. But today's episode is super exciting, but before we get into it, if you are a book lover, then come and join the WTTC Book Club. This month, we are reading lessons in chemistry, and I haven't started it yet, but I really need to. Our book club meeting is on March 17th, so if you're free that day, hit the link down in the description for the group chat. Come join, come read a book, especially if your goal for 2024 was to read more. Now, getting into today's episode, I am super excited because I have none other than Victoria Alario. She is the host of For the Girls podcast. She is a confidence coach, and she's literally so incredible in the way that she thinks, and I am very excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Victoria, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Before we kind of get into this episode, do you want to give everyone a little brief overview as to who you are, what you do, all that good stuff?
1: Of course. So I'm Victoria, like she said. I've am mm-hmm. i been a content creator for quite a while. That's like really what kicked off like doing all of the other things that I have going on. I'm a podcast host. My show is called For the Girls, started that in 2021. I'm a confidence coach, started doing that like part time around 2021, and then more full time 2022, which is crazy, because that's actually two years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and and I all of everything that I do is basically based on confidence between the content that you're going to see from me, I give advice, you know, boosting confidence, a lot for the single girls, a lot of dating stuff. And yeah, aside from that, I'm just a girl. That's about it.
0: <laughs> I love that. So you started off with content creation. Did you start on Instagram? Did you start on YouTube? Were you 15? Like how did that yeah, one start? Yeah, so I started on Instagram. I actually
1: started with fashion and I had mm-hmm. a legit blog. Like I'm talking oh it's God. 2015. This is blogging day. So I was in college mm-hmm. and I was studying. I knew I wanted to get into like the social media space I had so many girls that, like, I looked up to, like, Arielle Charnas, Song of Style, like, all, all of the OG, like, mm-hmm, fashion mm-hmm. NYC influencers. Well, influencer wasn't a word at the time, but they were bloggers. They had legit blogs. Even Bridget, who owns the bar, like, yeah. like, if you know who that is, like, back in the day, she had a blog, I think it was called, like, and I was like, I think that was the name of it. Uh-huh. And, and I was like... Anyway, so I was obsessed with all of them and I was studying abroad in London. So that was like, I'm like, all right, I can't wait to study abroad. I'm gonna bring all like the best outfits and take all the best pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's really when I kickstarted everything was 2015 through Instagram and my blog, which my blog was called In Fashion We Trust. And oh, then, I love it. And then 2018 is when I actually took like social media full time because I worked in fashion PR. So oh I was God. doing fashion. I was doing the blogging. And like the content creation while working full time in the city, I was legit taking my pictures on lunch break, like would literally spend my work hour break taking pictures instead of eating. I would like eat throughout the day so I could Mm -hmm. spend that time to take pictures of myself. I would switch clothes with my coworkers because all of my coworkers and I were like pretty tiny. So Mm -hmm. like when they would all walk into work, I'm like, okay, I like her jacket. I like her shoes. I like her pants. So I would make outfits for everybody else's outfit. And then, yeah, I did that pretty much for free for three years. 2018 took a full time and I've been full time doing social media, coaching, content, podcasting, all that. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. So you're a seasoned vet kind of in this world. Yes, definitely. You started I so early so. on. Yeah. yeah. Talk about hustle. I mean, you see your coworkers walk in and you're like, this is what we're going to do today, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> or- I mean, I would spend my Saturdays,
1: my mom, when I, like I were, I lived on Staten Island, but I worked in the city. So I was like taking the bus mm-hmm. every day to work. And then I would spend my weekends, my mom and I would go back into the city and spend like full eight hour days, just taking pictures. I had a big pop-up tent and mm-hmm. I would pop up the tent on the street corner and change and fully get naked and dressed in, in the on the street in the city Mm -hmm. sometimes we were like shooting in the park and we actually one time got in trouble like got kicked out of the park because it's like you can't have nudity like in the park yeah but I was under the tent and they're like yeah but you're like naked like you can't they were nice but like I'll never forget that I'm like everyone's out to get me like this is so I was so frustrated that day um but yeah I mean it all it all served a great purpose and it all worked out
0: Oh my God. I love that. I love that. Like just the hustle behind it. That's amazing. So let's get into a little bit of your confidence coaching. This podcast, we focus a ton on just like building our confidence because Mm -hmm. it can just segue into so many different avenues of our life. So what made you want to become a confidence coach?
1: Well, for me, I think everything was such a natural segue Mm -hmm. to explain like, you know, when I was doing the content creation and all that, I was really like selling a lot and promoting a lot. And it, that kind of turned into helping a lot of girls do it. So I was coaching a lot of girls as far as business and content creation and how to really like build an audience online. And what I was finding was that confidence was at the forefront of everything, what you actually just said that you focus so much on confidence kind of no matter what avenue you're talking about it could be business it could be content creation it could be dating it could be friendships but somehow it always segues into to confidence it always leads back to that so I noticed that no matter what I was coaching girls on you want to be better at sales you want to be better at creating content the whole thing was confidence so it was actually a very natural like transition for me to go from mm-hmm the heaviness on business just more into like the personal development side of things i am such a business mind minded person and i love that but i think i noticed i realized that like i had a bigger purpose which was like not my goal at this stage is was not to help people do better in business it was to help people do better mentally and I Mm -hmm. noticed that a lot of people struggle with confidence I would say that that's most people's issue when they're trying to start a business or do just anything even like I mentioned dating girls struggle with dating because they just really struggle with confidence ultimately so really what happened at first was that I started for the girls the podcast because through all my content, people were always asking for more advice and they wanted me to elaborate more on things and talk more about things. So for the girls became the perfect outlet for me to do that. And then from doing for the girls and giving general advice, it turned into a lot of girls wanting more specific advice on their certain situations. So it was a again, a very natural, like, you know, journey of just okay, I was doing the business coaching, girls wanted more for me, turned into me elaborating more by doing a podcast, which turned into girls then wanting their own specific (laughs) situations needed. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, wait, this is such an easy transition for me to just really dive more into confidence coaching. And that to me was probably the most fulfilling of all the work that I had done. And I had made so much money doing business coaching, a lot of money for a very young girl as well. But mm-hmm. like you said, I was one of the first people, not the first, but like one of those early on people, you know, in mm-hmm. that's in the space. So a lot of people turned to me and I made a lot of money doing that. Yet now I would say I'm more fulfilled, you know, because mm-hmm. I this is like my my life's work, like my soul's purpose. And yeah, it just felt it just felt right. And I think now the reward is more about the impact rather than the income, you know.
0: Totally. I mean, I love what you said, just kind of like when you own a business as a business owner, you're also a business owner. You have to have that internal confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. because no one else is going to really give that to you. It's such a tough thing, especially being so young. You have to be so solid in who you are Mm -hmm. to then have your business thrive. So you can give people advice on coaching or business and all of that but if they don't fully believe in themselves and in their abilities like it's not it's not gonna work it doesn't yeah it just doesn't matter you know you could lead a horse to water but you can't make mm-hmm. it drink
1: um you can't want it for someone more than they want it for themselves you can not permanently motivate somebody like it's just not a thing it has to all be
0: done within honestly Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming, and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third party apps. Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Use code WTTC for fifteen percent off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. dot com. That's WTTC at L U M E D E O D O R A N T dot com. So walk us through a little bit of your own confidence journey when you. Were really heavy into the content creation at the very beginning. Did you ever feel like your confidence kind of took a hit? Did you ever feel like you were comparing yourself to other people? Anything like that?
1: I'm gonna be honest with you and I think it might be refreshing to hear like for people listening because I think everybody has a mental health story. But to be honest, I never struggled with that kind of stuff. And why I say it might be, like, different or refreshing to hear is because I think so many people will turn around and be like, yeah, actually, like, I really struggle with that. You might see me on social media looking happy, but deep down I was broken, and, like, that was just truly never the case for me. And I don't knock it, you know, everybody else has their own thing, but I I, I think that's one thing that really... I could say like made me successful was that I was so honest throughout my whole journey like when I was having struggles I shared it you know I shared everything I was always super authentic which is why I think I grew the way I did because people saw me like they could relate to me or they could understand me because I shared so much so I was never afraid to share the failures, to share the hard parts. I went through low points. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm still a human being. But I shared that stuff. Like I wasn't internally struggling or comparing myself to other people. Instead, I think the whole thing with comparison for me is that I tend to use it as inspiration. Like I'm not afraid to say, okay, I like that person, like where that person's at. I like their results. Like I want that for myself. It never made me feel less than. It just made me feel like, okay, what do I have to do to get there? Example being with content creation way back when, this was probably 2016. I think it was, I remember it was, I was on a lunch break at my job. So it was either 2016 or 2017 before I quit in 2018. And there was one influencer. I forget what, she had one of those names. I think actually I remember it. Fashion is my forte was her name. (laughs) She was an Instagram, uh, Mm -hmm. sorry. She was a, a New York City influencer. Again, before influencer was word, blogger, whatever. Fashion yeah. is my forte. Everyone had like the cool names, you know? Yeah. And she was one of like the few girls who had well over like, you know, 200,000 followers. Like that was a really big deal at the time. I'm somebody who had 5,000, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I paid her for an hour of her time. I was broke to begin with. So that was actually a big deal for me to spend $150 on mm-hmm. a one hour phone call with this girl. I emailed a ton of bloggers. And she was the only one who responded and said, yeah, I'd be happy to. And I got on a phone call with her and I had a list of like 75 questions. I didn't get to ask her all of them, but I came fully prepared Mm -hmm. and asked her everything from A to Z. Whereas somebody else who was in my position could have been looking at that girl being like, I'll never have what she has. I'll never get to that position. What She has more money. She has more this. She has more that. Instead, I was like taking notes, observing what she did. And I paid her to For an hour of her time to ask her questions on I don't remember what the questions were but just on the process of how to really grow Mm -hmm. and so I think that's how I always like use comparison for good not for bad you know
0: yeah do you think there was anything in your life like maybe like your upbringing or something that got you to that point to view comparison that way because that's I mean that's such a good thing and like We would love to all kind of get (laughs) to that point, but for some of us, like for me, I look at them and I think I'm never, this is never attainable for me kind of thing, you know?
1: You know what I think I like paid my dues in dancing school as a kid honestly because I was like never the girl in the front I was Mm -hmm. never the best in the class I was never selected for a solo like you know I was like a filler I was I was on a competitive team I mean I was on like the best dance studio I was at the best dance studio on Staten Island we competed all around the world Mm -hmm. people used to like ask me, how do you get in there? I'm like, I have no freaking idea. Meanwhile, I was the girl that was like in the back, you know, like I was not the girl who was like the star of everything. And I think that built that like strength, that mental strength for me, like that, those were hard times as like a young kid, because you're you're young, you don't know any better. And it's always like the favorites, right? Like every girl who goes to a dancing school knows that there's favorites. Mm-hmm. And I was certainly not a favorite. And so I, I really think that, that that's when I like, built that up and paid my dues was like I didn't I experienced that and I never wanted to experience that feeling again and mm-hmm. then I think once I like got to high school and you know college and older I just became more like confident within just more like no one can really like prove, no one can determine my value like I don't have to be that you know the star or the favorite in order to feel good about myself because as a young kid i kind of felt shitty about myself doing that it led to me quitting you know i quit right before i got into high school because i just i think i got older and older and old enough to have the mentality being like i don't like the way i feel going here when Mm -hmm. i was younger i felt like i had to go i enjoyed it i loved dance but it was like just the thing you just went back to dance every year then as i was about to go into high school i was like in the eighth grade I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I feel Mm -hmm. sad here. I don't like it. And I think that making that decision kind of stemmed into it and it started to fuel me knowing when I feel good and knowing when I feel bad and when I feel bad, removing myself from things. So when it comes to comparison, I remove myself from that instead of going down the rabbit hole of, like, creeping someone's whole page and seeing why they're better than I am. I'm like, I already know this doesn't feel good, so I'm just going to remove myself from that. So I think – I kind of think that that was, like, a pivotal moment for me mentally without realizing it at the time.
0: Yeah. I relate to that so much. I mean, same thing. I was at the best dance studio, all this stuff. I was not supposed to be Yeah, there. you're like, like, why am I even here? I would <laughs> walk in and I'd be like, oh, Why? Oh, How my God. I used I to get anxiety
1: room? going to class. Like, I oh would sometimes cry in the car on the mm-hmm. way to dance. Like, I don't want to go. Like, I I used to beg my mom to let me stay home. But, I mean, obviously, it's it cost them, like, an arm and a leg for me to be there. Yeah. So, like, you're not yeah. missing this class. But I, yeah. it, it gave me major anxiety going.
0: Mm-hmm. But you're so right. Just kind of removing yourself. I mean, when I quit dance, when I went to university, almost, like, this sounds so dumb I used to have nightmares about dance and like going in and being like I didn't know the routine or whatever and that <laughs> continued like while I was in university and I would wake up and be like oh my god that's not my life yeah like, that, oh my no, God I not like PTSD in a way yeah. And yeah, so, it definitely
1: lingers. I know exactly what you mean. Like you would literally mm-hmm. think like, I don't know the routine. And then, you know, you wake up, you're like, Oh, my God, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's a bad feeling. It's a terrible yeah. feeling. And you're so young, too. So it's mm-hmm. like, you don't really know what to do with those feelings other than just like cry and scream. And I don't want to yeah. go like, but yeah, it was definitely once I was old enough to just like make that decision. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna remove myself from this.
0: So going off of that, kind of your confidence and your self-esteem, are there certain things that you like to do every day to kind of just work on it, build it, kind of get into that mindset?
1: You know, I think what it really is, is that I live my life very consciously, very aware, very mindfully, Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of people live life subconsciously or even Mm -hmm. unconsciously or what I like to call on autopilot mode, which is when Mm -hmm. you just imagine, you know, your car it's just on, or a plane. You're just, you're just cruising, you know, cruise control. Like you don't have to do anything. You just like keep on going. And when people live life on autopilot mode, there's a lot of like self-sabotaging because it's just your, your typical way. Like you just do mm-hmm. what you've always done. So you get what you've always got, you know, nothing changes because nothing changes. So your negative habits or your toxic traits, those things never change. They always come through because you just live life like that. But it kind of is the perfect piggyback to me saying like when something is negative, I just remove myself from it because I I live life very consciously and aware. And so like, if a neg- again, I'm not perfect, I'm a human being and I'm a girl and girls are emotional mm-hmm. and insecurities come up. So if that, if that does come up and if I do feel like negative, you know, thoughts or negative self-talk comes over me, I'm because I am so, so conscious i'm able to to stop myself i'm able to actually combat those thoughts to actually prevent myself and say how did i even get here right now like what's even making me kind of think this way or feel this way and you know i feel like when i if i do feel like insecure about something or if i not even insecure if i just feel low like Mm -hmm. low energy like not good about myself in that moment i allow myself to honor those feelings and and like sit in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I give myself like almost like a time limit, like, a, you know, five minute pity party and then that's it, you know, like you're I I can't let myself feel anxious or sad about something for five days because how do you, I can't live life like that. So mm-hmm. I think the more aware I am, the more I notice when I don't feel my best and I'll honor that for a little bit. And then I just, it's, it's time to stop that. So whether that mean that I journal about it And you know, let it out, or whether I even just like call a friend or my boyfriend and just like talk it out, like talk about it. It's vent. I'm I'm really big with like venting and expressing Mm -hmm. myself, or even if I just feel because sometimes when I feel low, I feel actually tired. So I'll listen to my body and I'll even just take a nap, you know, just just sleep it off for a little bit. And that's that's really how I let myself go through those things. Like I, I I sit in it for a little, but then I'm like, all right you know, uh, the show must go on.
0: (laughs) How did you become so in tune with yourself? I mean, I think that that's one of the most crucial things is getting to really know yourself and your emotions. And like you said, being able to sit with it is a really good tool and really key to kind of fully understanding. But did you journal or go to therapy or anything to really get to know who you are? I've always been a big writer. So journaling Mm -hmm. always came really
1: naturally to me, even like in college, I was a PR major. So I was taking journalism classes, a lot of writing classes. So I've always been a writer, which is Mm -hmm. why I think journaling is very easy for me and just comes naturally. But I also just think I've learned from like negative experiences too. Well, I actually have a podcast episode that's called something like you're your best qualities or your best traits come from your your worst experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm able to look back on things that I did in my teens or my young 20s and honestly get secondhand embarrassment for myself. And I'm like, (laughs) why did I even act like that? Why? Mm -hmm. Because I was on autopilot mode because I was living life subconsciously. So when you're so not in tune with yourself you just act like you just do things you don't really think before you speak you are more immature you know so you just you just do whereas as i've gotten older maybe it's just simply a sense of maturity but as i've gotten older and i reflect on those things i realize like you know i always I, I I was so not in tune with myself that now I'm like I never I don't want to do that again or I don't want to experience that again. So I kind of give myself no choice but to be more you know alive and alert and aware. And I think when it comes to certain things, like I mentioned, napping and sleeping, like I've always been very in tune with my body. That's one thing is that I've always honored. Um, rest or just whatever whenever I feel like I need a break whenever my body is actually like talking to me Mm -hmm. I've always honored that so on the physical sense that yeah but on the mental sense I think it really just comes from learning from past experiences and and being able to reflect and say what did I do then that I would never do now like how could I how, how could I have handled that differently how would I handle that differently moving forward
0: right for any of the girls that want to kind of take that first step in becoming more confident in themselves. Do you have kind of like any advice for that first move? Because I think we all say we want to be more confident, but actually taking that first initial step is one, it could be scary, but two, a lot of people are like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed (laughs) to do. Like, what am I supposed to do for this?
1: Yeah. Well, Funny enough, my saying that I've just, you know, said for years is confidence is a byproduct of action. So you don't get Mm -hmm. confident, then take action, you take action, then you get confident. So whatever it is that they're holding themselves back from, whatever it is that they're lacking the confidence on, I don't care if it's work, school, a business, dating, friendships, posting content online, you know, Mm -hmm. making that first TikTok video, I don't care what it is, Whatever it is that you're lacking the content on, take the action first, just do it first. Let yourself fail in front of people. Let yourself, you know, have the cringy content. Don't we all, guys, I started creating content in 2015. Please, <laughs> I can't even log in to the original Instagram account that I had. Luckily at that time, I deleted a lot of cringeworthy photos, but I still, I didn't delete everything because I thought some things were good, <laughs> but I can't log into that Instagram account. because I don't know the password. So trust me, there's pictures there that I'm like, what the fuck was I wearing? What Mm -hmm. the fuck was I thinking? And, you know, moral of the story is like, I was embarrassing myself on a daily basis, like posting pictures, whatever. And I mean, that delusion of just like, well, I have to do it in order to get confident, in order to get better that's what worked, you know, I got better over time. So if you're not willing to fail, then you're not willing to then your your goals don't mean anything to you. Like, if you're not willing to go through the hard parts, then why would you deserve the success? Why would you deserve the outcome? You have to earn it, you know, you don't just get it, you have to earn it. So confidence is a byproduct of action really came to be because it's like, you're not going to get confident before you do the thing you have to do the thing in order to gain the confidence it's Mm -hmm. even like back in the day when like instagram live was a big thing girls would be so afraid to go live you know because they're like what if i say or do the wrong thing i'm like okay and then the next time you go live (laughs) you you won't you know or maybe the next time you will but like maybe the 20th time you go live you know it it won't Mm yeah you know you won't mess up but The moral of the story is like, how would you know until you do it? You can prepare 500 times, but until you press live, you've never been live. So you're not going to have confidence around it. That's just one minor example, but it could be with anything. Um, I've had to help a lot of clients with TikTok. A lot of girls that like want to be content creators, but they don't post that first video. I've had to help a lot of them. And now they're up to video 100, you know, as opposed to when we first started, they were at zero, and they're like, Oh, I got 2000 followers. Amazing. P- prior to this, you had zero because you wouldn't post anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it can, it could go into anything, even dating. A lot of girls are afraid to go on dates. They, they are like, I have no confidence to go sit at dinner with somebody and and go on a date. I've had to help a lot of girls through that. And I tell them, listen, even if you go on the worst date of your life, just go It's practice doesn't Mm -hmm. have to mean that he's your husband. I've gone on, I was single up until my boyfriend now. I I was single for all those years and I went on plenty of dates with plenty of guys that I would never be with. Not, I didn't know that beforehand, but obviously (laughs) now I'm like, but I'm glad that I went because Mm -hmm. all that practice like helped me so much by the time that I met my boyfriend. So you just have to do the thing. You have to just take the step whatever the step is and that right there that's your first step
0: exactly going off of that you would mentioned dating let's talk about dating and confidence because I think like you said dating and having confidence they have to kind of go hand in hand you want to feel uh-huh. good when you go on a date you want to feel sexy you want to feel hot uh-huh. you want to feel like you're just like a bad bitch but how can someone stay confident while they're dating especially if you've gone through kind of some shitty relationships a ton <laughs> of bad dates failed situationships like that really takes a hit mm-hmm. on your confidence and the way that you feel about yourself
1: well i will say it takes a hit if you Choose to let it take a hit. You Mm -hmm. know, everything is a choice. Everything is how you perceive it. The way you perceive something determines the reality of it. So if you have gone through failed relationships, bad dates, and then your mindset becomes dating sucks, then the reality for you is that dating sucks. Mm -hmm. And the reality for you is that, like, I don't want to go on dates. I don't want to do this. I don't want to meet these guys. Like, this sucks. I don't feel good about myself. Nothing ever works out for me. Guys never want to commit to me. Like, then that's your reality. I'm sorry, but you chose that reality. For me, of course, I had failed situationships and failed little flings and whatnot. I had a few, you know, I say I was single all that time because I didn't have a legit boyfriend. My last real boyfriend was when I was 18 in high school prior to my boyfriend now. So that's 10 full years mm-hmm. of, yes, I was seeing people. I had three month things, six month things, but no like real meet the family. This is my boyfriend right. sort of like situation. So went through a lot of failed things like that. Went on tons of, of dates. Uh, is, is he going to be the one? Is he going to be the one? And then I don't hear from him the next day. Went through all of that. But my mindset was always like, I was so thankful that those things ended because when they were present, there was that confusion or almost that anxiety where every girl who wants to get married, every girl who like wants the guy, wants the husband is thinking, is he going to be the one? Is he going to be the one? Is he going to be the one? And then when he would finally excuse himself for my life, it would actually make me have relief of like, okay, it's not this guy. So I'm one person closer to my guy. Instead of seeing it as another failed thing, dating sucks. I'm like, okay, my questions have been answered. It's not you. So now I can keep it moving. And now I'm one guy closer to my husband or my my real partner whatever you know because I'm not married yet but you get the point Mm -hmm. I'm one guy closer and that's how I viewed it was always like okay one step closer it would honestly alleviate stress and anxiety of like the guessing game of like all right is it going to be him is it going to be him because like I said every every girl who like really wants a relationship can't help themselves but think that way every time you meet a guy like okay I wonder if this is going to be the one And speaking of journaling that we mentioned, I was really big on journaling about my dates. Mm -hmm. This way, I was able to write out exactly how I felt or exactly how a guy made me feel. Like every time in between, like, you know, from the first date to the second date or in between when we're texting. Like I was always journaling about my dates and about the guys I was seeing because I wanted my feelings to be in black and white as opposed to a lot of girls romanticize things when they reflect because okay say you don't write it down and then you remember things whatever then you go to sleep you know the next day you start to think of things as better than they were like Mm. i'm sorry it's just how it is there's a lot of gray areas in dating and girls romanticize and you know tend to think of things as better or remember things and recall things as more romantic or better like they give guys credit for literally nothing Whereas like I would write down whether or not he opened the door for me you know what like I would write down those things so that I if it didn't work out I'm like oh yeah that's the guy who didn't even <laughs> confirm with me until you know two hours before whatever so yeah I think I think everything is as a choice and for me it was dating was about collecting evidence and collecting data. Like I'm, I didn't romanticize every guy. I didn't get heartbroken every time that something didn't work out. I was just collecting the evidence, collecting the data. And I'm like, okay, not this guy for all of these reasons. And now I'm one person closer to, to my guy. And that made me feel great. I was like excited about that.
0: Yeah, I went through the same thing as you. I was single for a very, very long time before I met my boyfriend. And I would use every date and every guy as kind of a What did I like about them? What did I not? And then every time I would get closer and closer and closer to this person who is perfect for me and the person I'm going to marry, but I had to go through all those shitty dates, all those um, failed situationships. I mean, I made a whole company because of a failed situation, which is like, (laughs) oh my god! But. Literally, like that's just kind of how I viewed it. I went through every single day as like a what did I like about them? What did I not? What do I expect in my next person? And that I honestly think that helped me kind of find the perfect person for me. 100%. It's easy to say this like now being on the other side when I was in it. Was it a little bit more tough? Probably. But Honestly, like, I think it was just so needed. And I tried to keep my confidence up with every single date that I went on. And it sounds really bad. But if a relationship didn't work, a lot of the time, I'd say it was them and not me. Like, I'd be (laughs) like, they were the issue. Girl, it's true. It was them, not
1: you. Listen, being single for a long time is hard. Like, it's not easy on anybody. No matter how confident I am, it wasn't easy on me either. Like, it was hard because you get your hopes up, you get excited. um, And sometimes you like people for the wrong reasons, too. Like, I would like guys based on, like, they were so cute. Like, you know, he was hot. Like, I want to be with somebody hot. Like, you know? (laughs) And then when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, but... Really, what's the well? First of all, I'm not saying it like my man is ugly, my man is hot. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, that wasn't the priority, you know. Like, mm-hmm. by the time that I, you know, met him, like, the priority was really about, like, them, like you just said, him being perfect for you, them being the perfect partner for me, no matter what they look like. Again, yes, my man is hot. That's not even a question. However, <laughs> however, it's a different mindset shift. I like people for surface level reasons rather than paying attention to how they really actually made me feel. And I think that was a big thing. Like, you know, if a guy doesn't text you, if a guy doesn't properly ask you out, if a guy makes you feel like you're not a priority, if he makes you feel like you're a burden, if he's bad at communicating with you, he doesn't want to text you good morning, he doesn't want to do the cute things, he doesn't give you that romance, like, then what are you liking him based on? Just simply the Mm -hmm. way he looks, simply the way that he's funny, like his friend group? No, because if you pay attention to the way he makes you feel, then you're not going to like him at all. So, yes, I agree. It was them, not
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> so, going off of that, if someone has a date, do you have any tips on things to do to boost confidence before the date? I mean, yeah. I know like a ton of girls kind of have a full pre date routine to get themselves hyped, but is there anything that you would recommend or anything that you use to do before you go on a date? You know what? Like, make your getting ready part
1: just fun honestly whatever that looks like for you for me I'm so glad that I have my first few dates with my boyfriend all like my get ready with me recorded like I did my makeup on oh TikTok I, ha- yeah. I picked out my outfit like I have all of it I'm like when we get married I'm literally gonna play these I have the video being like get ready with me for a first date oh my god that's you-. so fun and I like have the video of me picking out my outfit and I'm like stressed out about what mm-hmm. to wear like that, to me, was was what made dating fun because I felt like I wasn't, like, alone. Like, I felt, you know, mm-hmm. girls were commenting and I was, like, engaged, you know, with these people and I felt like I just had, like, a girl gang there, like, hyping me up. So for me, making the content of, like, get ready with me and make the outfit, like, that was a lot of fun. But if that's not your thing, because not everybody wants to, like, post that kind of stuff on social media, FaceTime your friends. Like, mm-hmm. sit on FaceTime and get ready with your friend on the phone and just, like, have your girl chat. I don't know if people necessarily would want to like have a alcoholic drink but you can make yourself a cute little mocktail so something I would always do is like you know the brand like poppy Mm -hmm. or or any like cute like little soda brands like that whether it's poppy whatever something fizzy it could even be freaking kombucha for all I care (laughs) and put some like fresh berries in it I would do like poppy with um, raspberries in it Mm -hmm. and put it in a wine glass and it's like romanticizing your night. Like some girls might want to have an actual glass of wine before they go. I personally didn't, but, you know, having just like a cute little drink, um, you know, anything, mocktail with you, of course, your music. Like for me, (laughs) I'm like crazy. What's what hypes me up? Not to say like sad songs, but I like (laughs) songs I can sing. Like I like to sing. I'm not a good singer, but I don't get hyped up getting ready to like dance music or like upbeat music I -hmm. get hyped up like blaring Adele like I want to sing my -hmm. heart out I don't give a fuck how sad the song is like it's not going to ruin my night I just want to be able to like belt it out but you know what like I also think you have to it goes back to the mindset thing like let yourself be excited because Mm -hmm. I think so my boyfriend and I just had our one year from our first date
0: Mm -hmm. and I
1: made a yeah, I. If you look at my TikTok, you'll see I did videos like stitching the getting ready. You know, like one year update. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I made a video talking about. I, I did my hair. I was doing a video. I made a video this time doing my hair, but I was talking in that video about how on my first date with my boyfriend, I actually went and got a blowout. I got my hair done. Spent freaking $100 to get my hair done because I was excited. I'm like, you know what? I'm not the best at hair. Let me go get myself a nice little blowout. Have have my hair out of the way so I don't have to worry about it. And then I'll just go home and do my makeup and get ready. And I was saying in that video, like, girls, like, a lot of girls would say, I would never, like, invest that much, you know, on a first date, whatever. But for me, like, I was excited. And now, look, this is my boyfriend for a year. So, like... I think it's all about the mindset, and if you choose to go into dates dreading it, like I'm scared, I'm I'm nervous, oh thinking he's gonna bail, you know he's gonna cancel. Well, I want to cancel, I want to bail. Then then you're no matter what music you play, no matter what drink you have, no matter how you do your hair and makeup, no matter any of that, you're not you're not gonna be hyped up. So it's all about the mindset. And for me, I was not afraid to be vulnerable. I was not afraid to be excited, and. And I think a lot of girls are. So for me, I was just like, wear my heart on my sleeve, super excited, going to go get my hair done. And I did. And, and you know, it, it all worked out. But I think the mindset is like probably the most important part of really hyping yourself up.
0: Yeah, I think also when you go on dates, I would always try the sense. Sounds- kind of bad but I would try and make it about myself like I would think like oh I'm so excited this is gonna be fun for me no matter what I'm getting to know people not so much putting the emphasis on is he gonna like me is he gonna do this and I was like am I gonna like him maybe maybe not but like I'm excited to go I'm excited to get ready I'm excited to go for dinner and I think that also made my personality show a little bit more in my date because I just wasn't so scared the entire time about what they were thinking i mean that
1: that to me is one of the biggest things that i like coach my girls on it's always like it goes back to what i just said before about a lot of girls tend to romanticize things Mm -hmm. they also with that get so worried about is he like i want to be liked they want to be liked and i'm like hold on because before you even let yourself get to that point How do you feel about him? Do you even Mm -hmm. like him? Or are you just more worried about him liking you? I think it's like a fear of rejection and that need for validation. Mm -hmm. Like feeling chosen, feeling picked. Maybe a lot of girls have like an abandonment wound. Maybe a lot of girls were cheated on or maybe a lot of girls didn't end up being the girl that, that, you know, the guy chose. He chose somebody else. And, you know, we've all been there. I've been there. And there's... If you don't heal that part of you, then there's probably always going to be that like underlying need for validation from a guy to just be the one he picks, even if you don't like him. And even if you end up being like, no, I don't like you. I don't want to be with you. I'm like, okay, so even if you're not 100 percent sure you like him, then why do you care? You know, if he likes you or not. And it's just something that needs to be healed, I think. And it's an insecurity from a, a trauma, you know, and just an experience in the past.
0: Yeah. I mean, that ties into the whole confidence mindset when you go on a date. I mean, you want to feel confident in yourself and know what you want and what you don't and not really settle for anything else. So going with that, how can someone attract someone to date or in life who kind of matches the standards that they want in a relationship and not necessarily settle for I want to say the bare minimum. <laughs> I <mean. laughs> well, I think what it comes down to is you
1: just say no to everything that doesn't, you mm-hmm. know, meet your standard. You just say no to everything that isn't what you want. And you you make it known. You put out there like this is this is my baseline, you know, like this is the bare minimum for me. So anything, you know, less than this is just simply not what I'm going to accept or say yes to. So for the girls who are on dating apps. I mean, you could pay attention to that right away. When I would like first talk to somebody, I always gave it like a 48-hour rule of like mm-hmm. meaning within the first 48 hours, they have to ask me out. And if they don't ask me out within those first two days, then I would stop talking to them because mm-hmm. why am I talking to a stranger about how their day is going for two days? I don't know you. Right. I don't care. Like until we have that equity of like knowing each other, there's nothing there. There's, no, there's nothing for me to care about. There's nothing for me to feel... um to feel like there's an equity there of like, okay, I have something to lose here. It's like, I want to know who you are. I want to meet you in person so that I can actually care to tell you about my day. Otherwise it's just pen pals, you know? So with the dating apps or, you know, any guy that that I would meet at that point, it's like, I'm, I wouldn't text with anybody for longer than two days. If within 48 hours, we don't have a date planned, I would just stop talking to them. So that right there off the, the bat can alleviate a lot of that. And then it also would be, based on what they ask of you to do. Like if a guy would ask for me, I've always been a dinner date kind of girl. Mm -hmm. I enjoy romance. I enjoy feeling pursued. I like to feel like a lady and I don't like to feel like people are just doing, you know, um, What's, what's that rush dating called? Um, speed dating. Like, I don't like oh. to feel like people are speed dating. Like, you want to just yeah. meet 20 minutes for a coffee? Like, that's just not how... First of all, it's not how I've ever dated. And I've been... I, my first boyfriend was when, when I was 15 years old. So all the guys that have dated, all the guys that I met, I've never experienced that in my life. I've always, like, had a nicer experience. And so now as I get older, I see how much lazier people get. And they're like, oh, you want to just, like, meet for a quick coffee? No. And if a guy asked me for that, I just it's we're not compatible because we don't desire the same things you know um so or it doesn't even have to just be coffee it's just anything oh you want to go for a walk oh you want to go to the? I don't know simple little things like that Mm -hmm. for a first date were just not impressive to me they were just not something that I ever like would say yes to so I was able to weed people out right away from that also just based on the way that like they they talk Um, You could tell a lot about a person's mindset just based on the way that they perceive things, the way that they call things too hard or unrealistic. Like, I I just would know, okay, you're not a hardworking kind of guy or you're not, you know, you're not that kind of guy that I was like, you know, looking for. I liked a guy who is ambitious, who was confident within himself and all of those things. And you could just tell based on someone's tone, the way that they speak. So. I would just, you know, get rid of that right away. So when it comes to attracting what you actually want, um, I think it's more about weeding out what you don't want. And then, Mm -hmm. yes, of course, as you, the more you put it out there, I mean, that's quite literally how my boyfriend and I met. A girl who was following me on Instagram set us up. I didn't even know her. Oh my God, what? But because I was putting out there Mm -hmm. my standards, my lifestyle, my morals, my values, and she literally was like, Hey, like I know this is so random but I think my son's godfather would be like a great guy for you. Like you're so compatible. And and this is years of never being set up with good guys. Like I got set up before but it was it never worked out, you know, it was never like a a good situation. And not saying like they're bad. It just I just mean that it never turned into anything, obviously. Right. And so, yeah, like you know, just the more that I was putting it out there and like speaking it to the world, like I would rather die alone and stay single then settle and it's like oh my god I have a guy who's confident who's ambitious who's successful who has a good mindset who's a big foodie like you he loves Mm -hmm. to go to dinner like it wasn't even uh, we just were like match 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 and that's literally how it worked out and I went on dates with great guys you know a lot of the time was from Uh, hinge and a lot of the time was also from guys that I just happened to meet at the bar and I think it's just an energy you know it's just Mm -hmm. I don't give you the time of day you know if I if we're not like like that and so yeah I think a lot of guys could read the room and they knew like, if you wanted a chance with me, you were going to have to come correct. And so I really only went on the kind of dates that I actually desired going on dinner dates with nice guys. And you know, whether they worked out or not was besides the point, but for the most part, I never really had like shitty, shitty, shitty dating experiences. It was just like, yeah, I I got what I wanted in that way, but it didn't necessarily work out. And then, yeah, that's how I think I really attracted my boyfriend was because I just refused I was perfectly fine staying single. I was perfectly fine waiting, you know, until it was a 10 out of 10 match. Yeah,
0: yeah. You knew what you wanted. You knew what you deserved. And then it came to you when you needed it. Mm -hmm. I honestly, that's wild that that's how you met. Yeah, that's that's how we met. so crazy. That's so much better. i like, literally
1: put it out there. You never know who's following you. (laughs)
0: Oh my God, I love that so much. I can't get over it. Anyways. (laughs) But how did you and your boyfriend meet? Tinder. Oh, okay. I I know it's not the same. It's not as fun. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i didn't do
1: tinder i was on hinge and i i i always hoped i didn't meet my guy on hinge because i was like
0: i don't want to have to tell people. i I'm know <laughs> i know. for the first little bit i was like so do we lie about it like i was like <laughs> and then at a certain point i was like yeah we met on tinder i don't know what else to say yeah you're like it is what it is yeah it is, whatever <laughs> but victoria thank you so much for coming on today's podcast where can everyone find you where can they find your podcast follow you all of that so for
1: the girls is my podcast it's everywhere that podcasts are streaming and then it's also on instagram and tiktok at for the dot podcast and then my own personal and um social media my instagram and my tiktok is victoria dot alario a-l-a-r-i-o that's my last name and that's it. Even my website is com. So yeah, I keep, I keep it simple. It's, it's easy to find me.
0: <laughs> I, love I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so good to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Please make sure to leave a rating, leave a review. Come follow us on Insta. Come join the group chat, join the book club. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. <laughs>